0: welcome to talk for 12 a podcast hosted by the women at orange evangelical church these 12-minute episodes teach from god's word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with jesus hi ronnie this is the first time i have met you and perhaps that's the same for some of our listeners so tell us a bit about yourself
1: hi everyone i grew up in sydney and i moved here to be with my family So that includes mum, dad, grandma and auntie. My older brother lives in Japan with his wife. I love singing and writing songs. I've been songwriting for about 15 years. I used to teach primary for about seven years, but I decided to take a break. And I'm now finding new rhythms as a medical receptionist. Lovely to meet you.
0: In this series, we are thinking about discipleship, following Jesus. How did Jesus first show up in your life?
1: Growing up, I had no idea who God was. I thought he was God, he was Buddha, he was this kind of shapeshifter God. My parents are Buddhist, so I just followed their traditions. During high school in 2007, I was searching, I questioned my purpose, my identity, and I was desperately hoping that there was something more to life. My friend invited me to youth group, but I was really hesitant. Eventually, I decided to check it out and I loved it. I kept on going back for the social aspect. Then I started going to church and prayer meeting and reading the Bible and just learning more about Jesus. After a couple of months, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I didn't really know what that meant. In 2008, I went to my first youth camp where the theme was Chasing God. 2 Timothy 2.22, Now Flee Youthful Lusts and Pursue Righteousness, Faith, love and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. That's when I decided I wanted to take my walk with God more seriously. I wanted to be a disciple. I wanted to follow Jesus.
0: Wow, how amazing. What a great work Jesus did through your friend's invitation to youth group. As you've continued on your journey following Jesus, what things has he been teaching you?
1: Over the years, I came to understand God's amazing love. I was lost and searching. God found me. I felt hopeless, but God has given me an eternal hope. And these are still great reminders for today. I am accepted by the blood of Jesus. Jesus came to this earth and lived the perfect life I could not live and died the death that I deserved. But he rose in victory as king. There's nothing I can do to make him love me more and there's nothing I have done to make him love me less because I stand on Jesus.
0: Life can be really tough sometimes. How wonderful that you have this assurance in your heart that God loves you and is with you always. I'd love to hear a bit more about your journey. Can you share a story about a time when you were facing some challenges and where you saw Jesus continue to meet you and
1: guide you and grow you? Sure. 2021, the toughest year yet. It was full of goodbyes and grief. I faced the longest winter of my life, metaphorically and literally. A lot changed in such a short amount of time new location, new vocation, family's health, my health, loss, and more. Max Lucado would call it a perfect storm, wave after wave knocking me down. But God, has been so faithful and ever-present. He is the same and he has surrounded me with beautiful family and friends, old and new, to help me along this journey and there has been a whole lot of growth and healing since.
0: It sounds like this was a big, tough season, Ronnie. So you were living in Sydney in 2021 and then life took a turn.
1: Yep. Let me paint a picture for you. Back in 2020, I recorded my first podcast interview and I was in one of the best seasons of my life then, but I knew that any moment things could change and I acknowledged that I wanted to cling to Christ throughout it all. Along comes 2021. I was living in Sydney, struggling with my physical health and burnout. By May, I found out that my dad was in hospital and he had to be flown over to Sydney Five of his arteries were blocked and he had heart bypass surgery on his birthday. Thankfully, the surgery was a success. After his operation, I had to make a decision. Return to work the following week or support my family in Orange through dad's recovery process and resign from my job. I chose to resign and I bawled my eyes out. I stayed with my family for about a month and dad was not allowed to do anything during that time. After that, I returned to Sydney, yet another plot twist. I faced an unexpected and painful goodbye right when lockdown 2.0 hit. Looking back, I realised it was for the best. But back then, I felt quite lost. I thought, I'm really glad they fixed dad's heart. Now someone please fix mine. I went into hibernation and re-evaluated everything. By August, I moved to Orange temporarily and due to COVID restrictions, I had to gain permission from the police first. By October, I ended up saying goodbye to my Sydney life and officially moved. I tried to let go of as much as possible, metaphorically and literally. And during this time, my family has been a huge support including my brother, even though he's far away, and I'm so grateful for them. By December, my uncle's health rapidly declined and he passed away. He had been battling cancer for a long time. It was a sad time, but I was grateful that I was able to be there to support my auntie, including organising his cremation and legal paperwork.
0: That's a lot of change in a short period of time and a lot of sickness and grief. How has Jesus sustained you through all of this?
1: Well, for the past few years, I've been praying the same prayer. Father, into your loving hands, I commit this year with open hands. It's a pretty bold and dangerous prayer, essentially saying, I don't want to cling to anything. So if it's taken from me, then so be it. The upside is that my hands are open to receive. Although I'm not where I thought I would be, I'm where God wants me to be. Even though I've lost a lot, I feel like I've gained far more than I could have ever expected. I'm reminded that my story is not over yet, that God's not finished with me, and my identity and worth are found in Christ alone.
0: I'd love to hear about how Christian community has been part of your journey.
1: Growth groups. As I started to lead youth group, there was no growth group of my own that I could attend. And I really struggled with that. And I craved to be in my own growth group. So much that I even visited friends growth groups from other churches. And since I moved churches in 2018, I've had the privilege of being part of several growth groups. Ah, the gift of community.
0: So you were part of a few churches in Sydney, and then you moved to Orange and came to OEC. Tell us about your time at OEC.
1: Last year, I was going through a really emotional and tough week. I reached out to three different ladies in my growth group and was able to meet up with them on three consecutive days. I counted that to be a huge blessing. I'm grateful for their support, their listening ear and to God for surrounding me with godly counsel and comfort right when I needed it. And I appreciate how they pointed me to Jesus and prayed for me. It reminded me of Galatians 6 two, Carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. For those listening, if you're not already part of growth groups, I highly recommend getting connected. Me too.
0: Growth groups have been a huge part of my growth, giving me support and friendship and helping me to keep looking to Jesus and keep following him. Thanks so much for sharing with us, Ronnie. What about the future? What will you be doing this year to continue growing as a disciple?
1: So last year, I was really keen to jump on the music team and serve. However, for the past couple of years, I've struggled with my voice. Not long after I joined the music team, I found out that I had a voice disorder, mild muscle tension dysphonia. So on the surface, it's pretty hard to tell, but I get vocal fatigue tension in my throat and sometimes my voice cuts out, kind of like a frog in the throat. So when I found out, I decided it was best to step down. It was quite disheartening as I love singing, it makes me happy, but it can be painful. I have to weigh up when to sing or to do things like a podcast interview. Now I'm learning that there is much more to me than just my voice and that I can worship and serve God in other ways. So this year, I thought I'd try serving in the background through AV and prayer or organizing socials for growth groups. This year, my key word is connection, and I'm looking forward to connecting more intentionally with God and others, connecting with Jesus, the vine, as Christine mentioned in the first podcast, and connecting with Jesus through prayer and Bible reading. I'd like to end by encouraging you all with a song that I wrote. It's called 2023, I Cast My Cares On Him. 2023, don't know where I'll be but I know who will be by my side 2023, so much uncertainty but I know who will be by my side He goes before and with me I know he'll never leave me, my God He knows me intimately I know he hears and sees me, my God So I will trust in him My peace and provision My refuge found in him I cast my cares on him 2023 Don't know where I'll be but I know who will be by my side. May you know Christ and be found in him. May you choose to trust him through all the uncertainties, the changes and plot twists that life throws at you. May you connect and grow with a community of brothers and sisters God has placed around you. God bless you all.
0: Join us next time when we'll chat with Helen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals 1, 2. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.